The following is a presentation of Cover Your Assets and is offered by Rooker Financial Coaching and Consulting. You're trying to build your income, your business, your life. Challenges are all around you. It seems so overwhelming. People are depending on you. Who do you listen to? Where can you go to find honest, useful information? Todd Rooker. For decades, Todd Rooker has been teaching professional education to attorneys, CPAs, bankers, and financial advisors. Rooker Financial Consulting offers advice and coaching to consumers, business owners, and financial professionals on every topic imaginable. If you truly want to succeed, sit back and find out how to cover and build your assets. Here's nationally renowned speaker and expert getting you on the path to financial strength and wealth, Todd Rooker. Good morning, everybody. How you doing out there? Been a while since I've been on the air. A little bit of hiatus, but hey, I'm back. I'm back. Back the, live in studio. Yes, yes. My uh, the uh, the uh, stories of my demise have been greatly <laughs> exaggerated. <laughs> so we're back. And uh, we're going to be talking about uh, something that kind of irks me, has for a long time. Uh, thought about this on my way in. I hope it's uh, something of interest, at least. It's about, maybe some of it's about days gone by, and I'm actually sad, sad uh, to, to think that that might be true, but I'm pretty sure that it is. Last weekend, uh, I was to have uh, Monica Eichmann, and her friend Sarah, as well as Megan Fraboni, who are all uh, younger ladies who are mothers, uh, new mothers, and uh, they all have children, and they all struggle. And I thought a great topic uh, was going to be just talking, you know, maybe, uh, and, and she's starting her own podcast. So it is really to kick off her own podcast, uh, which is really meant to be a support podcast. Uh, 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 podcast and a and a you know a blog and mechanism just for uh, as a support group for young mothers who are struggling and want to just have somebody else to talk to and commiserate with, and I mean I think it's I think it's going to be incredibly popular because there is such a need for it. But uh, as 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 life would have it, we had our hellacious snowstorm last week, and so we were not apocalyptic. Yeah, apocalyptic. And I mean, seriously, when is when is winter going to end? Seriously, I think um, it's today, Todd. I think today is the day. It's supposed to be like sixty four degrees or something. Thank the Lord for that, Evan. I mean. My goodness gracious. What is it? We're like the third snowiest uh, winter on record here. Yeah, depending on what your address is in the Twin Cities, you're somewhere between the first and eighth snowiest winter oh, man. that you've ever had. Well, but goodbye and good riddance to the snow is all I've no got to kidding. say. Uh, we're going to have them. We are going to have them on the show. Uh, we are going to do it. And I actually am really excited about it. It is to kick off uh, her, Monica's podcast. Uh, and I hope that you listen and tell other folks who are mothers, whether they be younger or older, if, if you're a mother, if you're a new mother, most certainly, and you're, you know, challenged, struggling with things that, you know, all mothers do, all people do, all, all, all people do who have kids. Uh, this is really a, a show for you and it's, it's, uh, I think it's going to be a good one. So having said that, I have thought about it because I had some time. And my frustration is, you know, is that is the lack of training that 
that kids are receiving from their parents. And maybe it's because their parents before them didn't do uh, a decent job. But the question really becomes how to raise strong, capable self-starters as children, uh, children who will be a benefit to the world. Um, and I guess, you know, the question is, if you're not doing that, are you raising wimps? Uh, wimps who are not capable human beings. And remember, the less capable you are, the more dependent you are. And <laughs> let me say that again. The less capable you are, the more dependent you are. So stop helping your children because you're hurting them. Uh, the only person who ever feels good about helping anybody. I mean, I don't know, you know, how, how often you have in your life found yourself in need of help. But the question that I would pose is, does anyone really feel good or proud about the fact that they need help with anything, let alone everything? I mean, I, 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 I don't know. Um, you know, are your children so pathetic that they can't overcome their own challenges by themselves so that you have to help them out? Um, you know, let me help you. Oh, you poor thing. You can't do anything on your own. Let me help you. <laughs> what is that? What is that? I mean, if, if I have had times in my life when I've needed help, and, and frankly, I've had some pretty challenging times where I really have needed help. And don't get me wrong. I sincerely appreciated the help that I, that I received when I was that down on my luck. And, and yeah, but, but the reality is internally, my sense was get away from me. I'll be just fine. Let me do it on my own. Um, and you know, I've always believed that anything anybody else can do, I can do better. If you just give me enough time, I'll do, I'll do it on my own. And the times that I'm in such a weakened position that I need help in the first place, I mean, that, that's irritating. So if we're, if we're not raising people who have a sense of that, who want to be capable, want to do it on their own and, and don't, aren't frustrated by the fact that they need help. And, and again, certainly when you are good enough to help other people and, and they really, really need the help, I'm not trying to say that that's a bad thing, but the, the, the fact that, that, People have just become okay with that. I mean, you you want to to have people with confidence, and that comes from being able to do things on your own. Think about the times in your life when when well, the times in your life where you're most proud of the things that you've accomplished on your own. You 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 built your own personal self esteem by having a challenge, not certain that you were going to overcome it. And through grit, you you were able to overcome it. Is that not something that builds a healthy self-esteem? And the more frequently you do that, the stronger your confidence in yourself is going to grow. So the the portrayal on helping, especially children, is that realistically when when you as parents are helping frankly i think the only the only one who really feels good about that help is you you so desperately want them to need you and care about you and 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 you're still important to them so you can't wait to jump in and help because you want them to know that if if you're ever really in trouble honey mom and dad are here to help you 
You never have to really worry. We're always here for you. Screw that. Let them fall flat on their faces and let them pick themselves up and stop swooping in to help them. The only one who feels good about that is you. And the only good that comes from it, well, I don't even know. What is the good that comes from it? Um, <laughs> I remember now you gotta, I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to start talking about this and, and I'm, and I'm going to say at the onset that my, my neighbors and our friends thought I was a horrible parent, but it is all about because of the way that I was brought up. And, and I, as many of you know, who've been good enough to listen to my show, I grew up on a farm and you worked hard and everybody I knew, I wasn't just me, everybody I knew who was brought up on the farm, it was like this, but you know, when I would pull up to the garage door, when my, when my kids were little, I'd put my hand in the air, you know, so we drive in the driveway, I put my hand in the air and pretend I'm pushing the button on a make-believe garage door opener. <laughs> my sons are in the back seat and they knew that was their cue to jump out and open the garage door. <laughs> And affordability of a garage door opener had absolutely nothing to do with it. Uh, my sons would say, um, why can't we drive our car through the car wash? Why, why do my brother and I always have to get out and pump gas? Why can't we get a lawn service or a, or a, a, a riding lawnmower or a snowblower like everybody else? Why do we need to wash the car? Why, why, why do we have to wash the dishes by hand when everybody else uses their dishwasher? <laughs> And uh, the answer is because you have to learn how to do physical work. Now, I am well aware how many of you do not agree with this. But I got to tell you, you know, when I when I turn on, well, my wife has always got HGTV on. And, you know, you see these shows like like Cribs where everybody is so they've got these amazing kitchens, you know, these chefs kitchens, but then, you know, the, the, the rock star or the whomever is so proud to say, I don't cook. I don't cook. I don't cook. When when did it become such a prideful thing to demonstrate how incapable you are? What is that? I don't cook. I don't know how to cook. I've got this, I've got this, you know, half million dollar kitchen, but I couldn't turn on the stove if my life depended on it. How pathetic are you? Why are you proud of that? How hard is it, you know, to to learn how to cook? And why would anybody be proud of the fact that they can't change their oil, that they don't know how to how to how to how to dig a hole or how to how to make an omelet? What what is that? What is that? You pathetic people. And who brought you up to be and to think that way? Learning how to do physical work um, is a way to teach capable people. So much value, I believe, is derived or developed by human beings through the struggle of pure bust, you know what, work, physical work, the actual doing of things. And I, I believe that we are robbing our children when, when we do things for them or we have other people do things. And I'm going to talk about the other people that we pay today to do things because I think there's a lot in that too. Uh, we are robbing those children of the self-esteem that we could have engendered within them by having them learn how to try, struggle, 
fail and overcome because we are constantly feeding them as opposed to teaching them how to fish. And so is it any wonder that every employer out there is frustrated with and looking for people who are self-starters and people who are capable and have a can-do attitude? Because honestly, it just doesn't exist today, nearly. And when people do this physical work, it, it teaches them to be these things. But in addition to that, it teaches them humility. It teaches them empathy. It teaches them teamwork. Obviously, self-esteem. And the confidence to believe in themselves. And, you know, when you think about raising children who are a benefit to the world, you know, who, who someday will, will go out when they leave us at some point. And yes, they are going to leave you at some point. And it, and it will be heartbreaking when they do. When they're young, you're thinking you can't wait for that to happen. And, and then they do. And you're like, oh, wow. <laughs> but that is the goal after all. And it, it is the goal. And so isn't that what you want for your children to be capable? And so if it is, then the very things that nobody does anymore are the physical things that they must do. To, to to teach them, sending them to college. If 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 people, well, and I know college, you know, uh, uh, enrollment is down because simply going to college does not mean anything anymore. It certainly doesn't guarantee you any particular lifestyle. We've still got the educational system telling us that, that, that it does. But the reality is it doesn't. And I'm certain that most of you realize that many of the people who are in the trades make more money than the college graduates. And I don't mean, you know, in, in my day, initially, you, if, if you went, if you went into, into, uh, trades, you know, you went to a, a vocational school as compared with maybe the kids who went on to college. You made more money initially, but then they caught up and over a lifetime, they more than made up for it. You know what? That is not necessarily true at all anymore <laughs> because they can charge those who are in those fields pretty much anything they want because there's so few of them. And the people who want to build the businesses within those trades can't find anybody to do the work. So if you want something done because you don't know how to do your own plumbing or you don't know how to do your own electrical or you don't know how to do on and on and on, those people can charge you anything they want because the alternative is it doesn't get done because you certainly don't know how to do it. You sure can't teach your kids how to do something you don't know how to do. Am I wrong or am I right about this? So it's pretty amazing how the enrollment is down on colleges and they don't teach anybody how to do any of these things. And I'm not just saying these things. I'm just talking about being capable. You know, just look, man, just give me the stuff and I'll do it myself. Or let me watch somebody else one time and I'll figure it out on my own. That's what we're trying to engender in people. I remember uh, Nick Lachey. I don't remember, Evan, what was the name of that show that him and his his wife, she's, they're both singers, Nick Lachey. Um, and he's, I don't remember the name of the, of the show, but he, him and his brother were always wanting to see how people were doing it. And they, and they would, you know, they, they'd get on the bobcat or the skid steer and they'd drive me, even though I had no idea what they were doing because they always wanted to learn how to do it themselves. Wow. Is that not what we want? So 
if if this goes for your kids and stunting their growth, doesn't it go the same way with employees, people, subordinates? Because, it, and, and maybe part of the problem is for, for a lot of business owners who maybe are capable um, and they're a rare breed, they're, you know, as I love to call them unicorns in society, then they've got this attitude, not unlike parents, hey man, if you want something done right, you got to do it yourself, so get out of my way and let me do it. And as a result, you never teach your subordinates, your employees, anything. You don't give them the ability to fail, which, you know, you... The, the the idea that someone might do it some, something incorrectly or they might fail, definitely you should detest failure. You don't want to fail. You don't want to screw things up. But that can't stop you from doing things. You, you do things with the intent that, by goodness, you're not going to screw it up. You're going to figure it out. You're not going to make a mistake. But if you do, that's how you learn. And that goes for your children. Let them, give them the latitude to fail. Teach them this at a very, very, very young age. It can't start fast enough. It cannot start fast enough. So if you begin at, you know, four, five years old, don't feel like you're, you're some Brutus of a parent and you're, and you're being, you know, mean to your children. This is how you train them. And if nobody did it for you, you can learn right alongside of them. But being capable and doing physical things, the idea that we're going to have robots doing things for us, what are we going to do? I mean, what, what is the human being going to do to occupy themselves and to, and to feel good about themselves? I mean, people have to have something to hope for. People have to, human beings need accomplishment. They need to feel like they're doing something. They're accomplishing something. You know, at the end of the day, and you look back on the day and say, what, what is done now that wasn't done in, in this morning when I started? That is such a, a wonderful feeling. And so many jobs today don't give you that, that sense of fulfillment. So you, I think human beings want to strive for that. I think it's something you want to engender in your children as early as you possibly can. And I think, uh, whether or not you were trained this, because I, I, you know, I know that, you know, there's many, been several generations since my childhood. And I think we've moved farther and farther away from that as time has gone on. And that's certainly not uh, a good thing. We're going to take a break here. I'm going to come back and talk a little bit about some of the some of the the values that that I was taught growing up on a farm, and some of the things that were just expected. And I want you to compare them to you and your children, and and just kind of focus on the differences. And uh, we'll talk about. It. We'll be right back. Does your sump pump run constantly? Do you want to ensure that you never have a damp, musty-smelling basement? These issues are caused by water coming off your roof, draining into your basement. Gutters can resolve these problems. William Foss is the owner of Seamless Solutions. He is honest and trustworthy. He is simply the best. If you need gutters or leaf covers, he is the guy to call. You can call him at 612-834-0664 or go to his website, seamlesssolutionsmn.com. 
Com. If you or anyone you know are in a financially challenged situation, listen. My name is Todd Rooker. For over 20 years, I've been helping people strategically plan for and deal with a financial crisis. My typical client may have previously had a substantial net worth and are now in fear of losing their personal home. My clients will often say, in the past, I was financially successful. However, at this point, I'm exhausting all of my financial resources trying to make my payments on time. I feel as though I'm simply delaying the inevitable by throwing good money after bad. So my questions are, Todd, do I just let the bank liquidate my business? Do I need to consider things like foreclosure, short sale, deed in lieu, loan modification, credit counseling, or even bankruptcy? And then most importantly, how do I minimize the damage and rebuild my life when this disaster is over? This is my world and I teach classes on those very topics. So if you or anyone you know is in this situation or you want to ensure that you never are, I have the knowledge and the information you're looking for. Go to CYA21.com and get my free download, Financial Crisis Bible, or call us at 763-559-3800. Are you missing anything in your plan? Find out with JLN Financial's Retirement Checklist. If you could check all the boxes on the list, you may be ready for retirement. If not, J. Allen Financial can help. Get this checklist now at rhythmofretirement.com slash checklist challenge. That's rhythmofretirement.com slash checklist challenge. J. Allen Financial offers insurance services. Investing involves risk. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC, AEWM, AEWM, and J. Allen Financial are not affiliated companies. Hey, are you considering something exceptional to set your home apart and highlight its curb appeal? How about the rich look of custom copper gutters? Copper gutters are not only beautiful, they also offer timeless durability. William Foss with Gutter Solutions installed my beautiful copper gutters. I get compliments every day. If you're looking for extraordinary craftsmanship and would like to consider something truly special, call him at 612-834-0664 or go to their website, SeamlessSolutionsMN.com. Ask for Billy. Hi, this is Troy Danner of Danner's Cabinet Shop. My family has been building custom cabinets and countertops for homes in Minnesota for over... It's an ideal plan conditions for sure. It's been raining, but no lightning as of now. So they're out on the course. Brooks Kepka is not, though. He finished his second round Friday, and he's got the clubhouse lead at 12 under par. John Rahm finishing up number 13 right now is 10 under, just two shots behind. Amateur Sam Bennett, a senior from Texas A&M, it's alone at eight under through two rounds. You can watch the second round coverage and third as well on ESPN, the ESPN app, and also on ESPN Plus. Tiger Woods on the cut line at two over as he is playing the back nine. Freddie Couples finished up two rounds, one over par, appears to have become the oldest player to ever make the cut. He is 63 years old. Major League Baseball Friday, the Rays just keep rolling along in this early season. Just ask Oakland. There's a high drive deep in the air to left field. Seth Brown lost it up into the dome, going back, and it's gone! A grand slam! And the Rays take a 6-1 lead early. Now the call on 620 WDAE, 9-5 Tampa gets the victory over Oakland. Rays 7-0 this season. The Twins with a walk-off win over the Astros, winning that 3-2-10. and San Diego knocks off Atlanta by the final of 5-4. NFL News, ESPN's Jeremy Fowler reports Detroit Lions and others interested in free agent quarterback Teddy Bridgewater. You'll be interested in, in hearing him with Dari Mel at 10.30 Eastern. Coming up Monday, as the NFL draft approaches, Key tells you which position group outside of the quarterbacks will have the biggest impact their rookie year. 
Keyshawn J. Will the Max, Monday morning on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, and ESPNU. The following is a paid program. The views expressed are not necessarily those of the management or ownership of KSTPAM 1500 years. For 50 years, we still make the cabinets the way my grandpa did when he founded our company. My team of skilled craftsmen pride themselves on attention to detail and making sure every element of your project goes perfectly. Give me a call at 763-753-4002 or visit us online at dannerscabinets.com. Hi, I'm Kimberly Nibo with the Kimberly Nibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price. That is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at kim at kimnibo.com. Todd Rooker here to tell you about the most amazing jewelry store, Golden Treasures on 805 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. I've known the owner, Todd Gimble, for almost 20 years now, and at Golden Treasures, not only do you get more for less, it's the experience that you and your special person will feel when you walk in the door. Todd truly puts his heart and soul into creating your experience, regardless of how much money you spend. This is Todd's customer for life philosophy. Take it from me, there really is no other jewelry store. You can't go wrong with Golden Treasures in St. Paul. 651-227-2711. That's 651-227-2711. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back, everybody. (laughs) So here I am again, ranting. Ah, yeah. So uh, I'll just tell you, as I said, I grew up on a farm. I worked alongside my family. And, you know, and every kid who was brought up on a working farm. Now, mind you, I'm not talking about the two horse hobby farm. I'm talking about the income producing farm where that's how you make your living. Everybody who grew up on a farm uh, had this has the same experience. And that's why we have I mean, we can commiserate. I just had a gentleman by the name of Tom call me up and and uh, or email me and. Uh, we talked a little bit about that. So, uh, you know, great expectations were imposed and expected of us at a very young age. And because we, because you weren't playing around, you know, the adage of my grandfather's family who were 11, uh, no, 12, 12 kids in my grandfather's family. And there was a reason because it was free labor. It was labor to build the, fa- the, f- the family farm. And I mean, no joke. Seriously, that's that was the idea. And so the level of seriousness related to the completion of a task was clearly understood at a very, very early age. It was never, honey, give this a try and we're playing a game here. It was no game at all. I mean, I, you were expected to be basically a worker by the time you were 10 years old. And I, and I watched, I, I, I stood next to, I worked alongside of my family and I watched them sweat and bleed in the, in the, the heat of the sun. And, you know, we learned teamwork um, because we would have died trying rather than letting each other down. It was, you know, it's this is your family. This is what you do. And no one ever worried about being passionate or fulfilled. <laughs> I hear that all the time. I, it's, I'm, it's not fulfilling to me. It's just not me. Whatever. Who cares? Shut up and get to work. 
Um, that term that my grandfather used all the time, we're burning daylight. You know, we've only got so much time. Run, run, run. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the whole God family country thing was, was, you know, was, was real. And, you know, these are, you know, these are, of course, my, my sense of America. So today, these kids, uh, these wonderful childhood friends of mine who grew up in this way. And look, even today on the farm, Equipment has become so mechanized and everything has become so mechanized that I'm not sure they have the same experience that we do. You know, they, they get into the four wheel drive tractor, tractor and they set the GPS, turn on the TV and, or, and go to sleep in the cab. I mean, that's, you know, that, that is not the experience that I had. And, I, and again, I'm hearkening back to physical, actual work, taking care of, of cattle, carrying buckets of water, baling hay by hand, not with the, you know, the, the, the round bales where you got to pick them up and you never actually put your hands on anything. Real physical hard work. And it was good. And it was good. So, you know, those kids, those, those childhood friends of mine, uh, became, grew to become some of the most intelligent, hardworking, honest, and successful people you will ever meet. And it was it any wonder that when they, we got out of school, companies lined up to hire these types of, of, of people because they were, capable they were self-starters they were they had self-confidence they believed they could do anything nothing scared them so regardless of whether they went to work right out of high school they went on to college or trade school that wasn't the point it was that it was this thing that was in them and so that's that's what i'm trying to, to say to those of you who are young parents you want to raise your children to be these things. You know, today, capable people in this country are so rare as to become nearly an endangered species. And the people that we describe, you know, you go to your your local car dealership and you've got mechanics working. You know, even them, even though these people, frankly... If not for, you know, going to work in these places or trade school prior to that, they didn't know which end of the screwdriver to use. I mean, yeah, that's what they do now, but it's not like they grew up that way. Um, and so I'm making the point that even the people that a lot of folks in the society perceive as being capable by the old standard, by, by my standard, no, they, 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 they aren't capable now and they weren't capable then. And that's why there's so much substandard work that's being done even though this is what they do for a living. Now, they're not all that way, okay? I'm not saying it's across the board, but I'm saying it is kind of a thing. And you have to pay so much money for this work, for these people to do. They expect so much money, and they do such pathetic work because they have no idea what they're doing. And they're being trained half the time by somebody else who doesn't know what they're doing. They're not capable you know, when you when you grow up like I did, where everybody has a you know acetylene tank and an arc welder in the in the back of the pickup, everybody knows how to push their puddle. Everybody knows you don't even know what that means. That's what it means to weld. Um, everybody, you didn't have to go to go to welding class in high school. Every one of my friends were proficient welders by the time they were ten or twelve years old. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. And so, you know, uh, I watch people in their 20s sweeping out the garage and they handle a broom like it's a foreign object. You give them a paintbrush or a screwdriver or a wrench and they barely know which end to use. 
And, you know, I hate to tell you, but the Internet did not do away with the need for these skills. The only difference now is we pay people to do these these things. And although many of the people do this, as I'm telling you, it's not they really aren't that good at it. So the other thing is attention to detail. Um, Attention to detail is another lost thing. And attention to detail is everything in my mind. Are you teaching this to your kids or is good enough always good enough and there's no personal pride in what people are doing personal pride should be everything if you've listened to other shows you've heard me talk about this i can look at a person and it doesn't matter if if they're wearing steel-toed boots if they if they pull up wearing a suit if they have a crappy old car or they have a brand new car it doesn't matter you can look at them and within 15 seconds you can get a sense of whether they have personal pride in the way they project themselves to the world and it's becoming a lost thing as well isn't it oh those things aren't important (laughs) yes they are yes they are and the fact is Given that the standard is so pathetically low, it makes it so easy to, ex- to, to present yourself in an exemplary way when the standard is so low. So why aren't people teaching their kids to be this way? And I have no doubt this will be none of what we talk about with the ladies that I'm going to have on. But this is my thing here. Uh, this is my thing. I want people to raise American children who are capable more so than anyone else in the world. That's my pride in America. That's what I see as being prideful in America. Capable human beings who can do anything. And that starts the moment they're born. It begins right away. Uh, business owners, parents, and people in general want so desperately to save their, their, their kids and their subordinates and their workers from doing things And, you know, really, if you love someone, you don't do what's easiest for them. But in fact, you do what's best for them. So think about that. We're going to take a break here and let that resonate with you. What you don't do what's easiest for them. You do what's best for them. Think about that. We'll be right back. Fix Auto has been the collision repair leader in the Twin Cities for over 40 years. Hi, I'm Matt Feehan, second generation owner. Our mission at Fix Auto is to provide you with the simplest collision repair experience anywhere. If you're in an accident and you need help, my team is here and ready for you. You can find us on the web at fixautousa.com. That's fixautousa.com. We are Fix Auto, home of the wow experience. Do you know how your money might be taxed when you're retired? Discover what your future taxes could look like with a free guide called Take Charge of Your Taxes from Jim Baer at JLN Financial. See the updated tax brackets, current itemized deductions, and much more. Don't pay more in taxes than you have to. Get Take Charge of Your Taxes from Jim Baer at JLN Financial today. Download your copy at rhythmofretirement.com slash take charge of your taxes. That's rhythmofretirement.com slash take charge of your taxes. JLN Financial is an independent financial services firm that utilizes a variety of investment and insurance products. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC, AEWM. AEWM and JLN Financial are not affiliated companies. Neither the firm nor its agents or representatives may give tax advice. I have trusted attorney Brian Aho for more than 10 years to work closely with me to resolve and eliminate debt for many of my personal and business clients. 
Aho Law Office is the go-to firm I choose because Brian has always been caring and compassionate with my clients while tenaciously fighting to retain as much of their assets as possible while quickly eliminating their debt. Brian's extensive experience and knowledge of bankruptcy law and willingness to fight allow him to resolve challenges and cases that many attorneys won't. Don't let other attorneys learn on your dime. Rely on the experience of Aho Law Office to help you achieve relief from your creditors. Competent, compassionate legal advocates providing the clarity to protect tomorrow. For more information, call Brian and his staff at 612-271-4047 or email Brian directly at brian at office.com. Again, that number is 612-271-4047. Commercial real estate. If you're looking to lease, purchase, or sell commercial real estate, working with the right team is everything. Metro East Commercial Real Estate is the name to know. John and Ann Whitcomb, along with their team, have over 35 years' experience. They have the knowledge and skill to represent and guide you every step of the way. Whether you're a seasoned professional real estate investor, a business owner, or possibly would just like to learn and gain knowledge to get involved in commercial real estate investing, Metro East Commercial Real Estate should be your first call. You can find them on the web by going to metroeastcre.com, that's M-E-T-R-O-E-A-S-T-C-R-E.com, or by calling them at 651-351-5005. Again, that number, 651-351-5005. Hi, I'm Kimberly Nibo with the Kimberly Nibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price. That is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at kim at kimnibo.com. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back, everybody. Say, uh, if I could give a plug to my wife's store, uh, Jay McLaughlin at the Galleria and Edina. This Thursday, April 13th, part of the proceeds go to benefit children, uh, Children's of Minnesota organization. And uh, this is Minneapolis Children's. So your gift means that a child and their family will always receive an exceptional level of care, support, and resources uh, thanks to your generosity. So by all means, if you can, stop into Jay McLaughlin uh, on this Thursday uh, for their event and uh, tell them I said to go there and tell my wife that at least some people listen to me. <laughs> all right. So, uh, you know, I, I, I as I was talking you know I, re- I i was i was feeding cattle and taking care of you know those dangerous animals when i when i was in elementary school and uh, you know um i think about the things that were trained that are not apparently anymore and so you know when you, i i see if this one resonates with you whatever happened to shop class you know small engines um uh, woodworking class, um, uh, auto mechanics, auto body, sewing, cooking. Those were all classes. Home ec, remember? Home ec. Uh, or, 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 or did we stop needing those things? You know, today, if, if a button falls off a shirt, people throw the shirt away because they don't, because they couldn't sew a button on their shirt if their life depended on it. 
<laughs> what is that? I mean, what what are we doing? This is so pathetic. People don't know how to do anything. And parents, it's your fault. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Um. Wow. The other the other thing is the coddling, the coddling that goes on. If if you are uh, a little bit older, see if you can remember thing these things. And if you're sitting there and if you listen to this and you have no idea what I'm talking about, wow. So how many of you remember dirt clawed fights? Dirt clawed fights. You remember that? <laughs> they were the best. And every single dirt clawed fight there was, somebody went home with bawling their eyes out because they got smacked with a really hard dirt clawed and they started bleeding or they got hit in the face. And you know what? Hey, how about tackle football in the backyard? Tackle football in the backyard. How about you went over to your friend's house and your own, their old man had boxing gloves and everybody went in the backyard and beat the crap out of each other. And nobody's parents complained about it. How about King of the Hill? How about at, at recess time? Everybody went out and played King of the Hill. Here again, somebody always had a black eye or a bloody nose. Who cares? It's good for you. What happened to those days? Those were the good old days. Those were the good. That's why we had, that's why kids were tough. That's, that's why we had self starters. That's why we had people who weren't afraid to try things. Today, nobody knows how to do anything other than play video games. Is it any wonder that when kids get mad or they get hurt, they get emotionally injured, they want to kill somebody? They have no idea how to actually, you know, represent themselves it's just it's it's sad it really is and you know i think we all have to take a step back and say hey how do we teach our children self-esteem pride and 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 make them capable how do we do that so i guess you know as i as i talk about this you might say what does this have to do with money and financial financial independence my answer everything everything being financially independent not being dependent on anyone being capable starts with a mindset i don't want to be dependent upon anyone i don't want to be a cog in the wheel every time i hear the word community community all it reminds me of is socialism or communism it's like it's like the, the new word for comrade my community whatever the country was founded with the goal of independence and liberty that's what i want as an american liberty i want the ability to become financially independent so that i don't need anyone that's my goal I want to be capable. I want to be around other people who are capable. I want to be proud of my countrymen who are also a similar way. That's to me, that's what we're, what we want to, what we want to build. That's what we want to grow in our children. So with, with, with that being said, and given the, the current state of our sad sack dependence, 
how much easier is it to be unique, to be extraordinary, given that the bar is so pathetically low? Uh, <laughs> the bar is so low. Uh, you know, how about this? How many times in your neighborhood do you drive do you drive by and see kids mowing the lawn, cleaning the garage, washing the car? How many kids are vacuuming, doing dishes, anything? Anything. You understand that as a parent, your job is to search for things, tasks for those kids to do, and then not say, well, do you think maybe you might be able to get at this? I need this, 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 and this done by three o'clock this afternoon. Go to work. That's what I mean. This is what you got to do. But you know, I, I don't, I don't see anybody doing any of these things anymore. I mean, who takes out the garbage? I mean, who, who does anything anymore? I don't see, I mean, I don't, I mean, when, when I was a kid, you drove into a, into a subdivision and there were young kids, uh, you know, two or three of them on every block at any given moment who were out mowing the lawn. Uh, yeah, everybody, you know, in those days, everybody changed their oil. Everybody, everybody, you know, washed the car in the driveway. I mean, everybody was doing things and there was so much pride in these things that was exhibited. And this pride was, was taken in, engendered within them because they, it was a job well done and they were proud of it and they, and they stamped their mark on the world when they did things because it was, it was their signature to say, I start and complete and finish things in an exemplary way. These are the most valuable and useful things that can be imparted upon our young folks. So, you know, I'm not the one who's going to be good at, 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 you know, commiserating with mothers. I'll, I'll enjoy the conversation and I, and it has great meaning and value. There's no doubt about it. I mean, there's no doubt about it, but I, I believe that we have to, we have to teach our children how to fish again. We have to stop trying to help them. Stop thinking that doing things for them does them any good. Remember what I said at the last break when, when we broke away and I said, do what's best for them, not what's easiest. Yes, helping them is easier for them, but is it best for them? Does it teach them anything? Does, does it, does it really help them succeed later in life? Or are you teaching them how to become dependent? And every time something goes wrong, they look to someone else for help. Uh, <laughs> there's that community word. <laughs> My community has to help me. No, no, I don't need help from anybody. Get away from me. I'll handle it myself. I'm fine. Thanks. I like that. I like that. Let's take another break. We'll be right back talking about being capable, teaching people to be capable, friends, family, kids, coworkers. Hey, we're Americans, right? Let's take a break. We'll be right back. Finding a good banker and CPA are like having a good doctor or mechanic. You cannot fully appreciate the value they represent until you're in a pinch and truly need them. 
However, that's not the time to go looking for one. Instead, you want to position and strategize well in advance for a favorable outcome. CPA Arliss Cleveland of Arliss Cleveland LTD is the CPA firm you've been looking for. As many of you already know, if you're looking for a great CPA, Arliss Cleveland gets my highest endorsement. Arliss Cleveland LTD has now formed a strategic relationship with Village Bank, conveniently located in the Village Bank building, located at 9298 Central Avenue North, Suite 412 Blaine, Minnesota. You can also find Arliss Cleveland LTD certified public accountants and consultants by going to accountingoffices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. That contact information again accounting-offices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639 social security you've spent your entire working life paying into it so don't you want to get the most out of it jim bear and his team at jail and financial can show you ways to do that with their free social security report Download your copy today at rhythmofretirement.com slash social security. That's rhythmofretirement.com slash social security. JL and Financial offers insurance services, investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC, AEWM, AEWM, and JL and Financial are not affiliated companies. JL and Financial is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or governmental agency. Pause for Pause is a fundraising organization that has one goal, to stop the suffering and needless deaths of cats and dogs. We provide rescue organizations money for emergency surgeries, vaccinations, food, and spay and neuter clinics. Is your company looking for a charity to support? You can support us by being a sponsor for our fall fundraiser on November 2nd. Help us save the lives of homeless dogs and cats. Adopt, foster, volunteer, donate. For more information, go to pauseforpausemn.org. That's P-A-U-S-E, the number four, P-A-W-S-M-N.org. If you're in a financially challenged situation or want to ensure that you never are, I have the knowledge and the information you're looking for. My name is Todd Rooker. When you want information on today's most pressing economic and financial pressures, who do you talk to? Their attorneys, CPAs, financial advisors, mortgage brokers, and real estate agents. Everyone has a different opinion, and these professionals do not always work well together. It's not enough to find an expert in one area. You need a comprehensive approach that addresses all of your concerns and enables you to create an overall plan. I have over 20 years' experience in this highly specialized field, and it is my job to work with all of the professionals previously mentioned and know much of what they know, allowing me to provide you with a cohesive and unbiased strategy that addresses everything related to your situation. I will help you to strategically plan for a financial crisis, minimize the damage, recover quickly, and most importantly, help ensure that you're never here again. You have a lot more options than you think, but don't waste time. Go to CYA21.com and get my free download, Financial Crisis Bible, or call us at 763-559-3800. That number again, 763-559-3800. Hello, I'd like to talk with you about financial coaching. Traditional financial planners help you make decisions about stocks, bonds, and mutual funds with money you already have. That's great, but who helps you accumulate more money in the first place? Who helps you make day-by-day life decisions? Who isn't trying to sell you something? Like, should I go back to school? Am I wasting money on insurance? How to purchase and finance a car, boat, home, lake cabin, or investment property? How to start, manage, and sell a business? It's about making minor errors that become colossal mistakes and cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. The problem is that you're so busy pursuing your career that you're forced to make critical financial decisions that have a dramatic long-term effect on your finances without adequate research or information. Rooker Financial Coaching is like having a personal CFO for every decision. Don't waste time lamenting the bad decisions of the past or money that's run through your fingertips. Stop procrastinating. Call Rooker Financial Coaching, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Call me today, Todd Rooker, 763-559-3800. 
800-763-5500. That's 763-559-3800. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back. <laughs> this is this is a wild show. <laughs> this is stuff I'm talking about. But hey, you know, so I'm sitting here and I'm and I'm remembering some other things that uh, those of you who are who are uh, in closer to my age category can probably remember. So how how about this one, you guys? And and this is one near and dear to my heart. <clears throat> so <clears throat> if you were you know kind of a tough guy, and uh, you know I I thought I was back then. Um, every time I went to a new school. And this is, I think this was universal around the country. Every time I went to a new school, guys in particular had a hierarchy. As in, the, the, you knew who the number one toughest guy was. You knew who number two, three, four, five, and ten, all the way down. All the way down. And so when I would come to a new school, when the day was over, I and the entire school would empty out and we would walk across the street from the school and I would have to fight the guy who was number 10. Now, if he beat me up, I was done and I knew that's where I was. And if I, if I won that fight, then the next day I'd walk across the street again and I'd fight number nine, number eight, number seven. And every time I went to a new school, that's what happened. <laughs> How many of you remember that? Walking across the street from the school, from the elementary school or the junior high to watch the fight. Huh? You remember that? And it was a good thing. <laughs> it was a, it was, and it was good. It was good. So does that not happen anymore? Does that not happen anymore? Uh, did that did that create tougher kids? I think so. <laughs> I think so. You know, my best friends, all of my best friends, you know, Jeff Jaglow, Ken Anderson, John Price, all you guys, you can remember this if any of you are listening. I met almost every single one of my friends because the first, I fought them first. And then we became good friends. And that's, they could probably tell you the exact same story. We all fought each other. Every one of us. <laughs> and it was so good. <laughs> so, you know, these are old days, but this is why, you know, you, you, I, I have this desire for you, for all of you to have financial independence, to be strong, to, to, to know this, this wonderful feeling of not needing anybody and not being dependent upon anyone to feel capable. It's the most beautiful thing in the world to feel capable and to be able to take on a task, even though you don't know how to do it and to figure it out on your own and not, 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 not start because you're afraid you might fail, but give it a shot, believing enough in yourself that you can do anything, just give it enough time or somebody show me once or twice and I'll figure it out. It's a great thing. And so, you know, when I talk about financial independence, I'm not talking about retirement. I'm not talking about you're waiting until you're 70 years old and then you can drift off and prepare to die and hope that you don't run out of money before you die. I'm talking about wanting to create independence 
as an individual human being to begin with, and then striving for financial independence, not when you're ready to die, but instead as fast as humanly possible, whether that's 30, 40, or 50, um, as opposed to, for a lot of people, never, you know? Um, that's really what your goal is. And that doesn't mean because you, you, you succeed and you become financially independent so much so that you could quit tomorrow and based on the cost of your lifestyle, even with the increasing cost of inflation and the impact that it has on your purchasing power, you would be able to quit tomorrow and you could live for another 50 or 100 years and not run out of money. That's what your goal is, guys. That's your goal. So... That doesn't mean you quit working because you enjoy the struggle. You enjoy the task. You enjoy being engaged in what you're doing. And the reality is if you enjoy that, why would you ever want to quit? Now, I'm, I'm certainly aware that not everyone has that. Not everyone feels that way in their job. A lot of people are miserable and they can't wait for this to end. But then what? But then what? I mean, you've got to be able to find something that you can, that you can struggle and toil in and enjoy and, and, and have self-esteem. Rule your own domain. Be good at. You have to find that. And you have to make decent money at it too, because that's equally fulfilling. So teach your children this. Teach them that, that they, they don't necessarily want to just become a cog in the wheel, that they want to become financially independent and that we are grateful that we can go to work for someone else. But what about getting paid to learn? What about working a job and through that toil, you learn how to do it on your own. You learn how to become more capable as an individual. All the things that I've talked about the physical labor, it's ironic how transferable the physical side is to the mental side, the, the, the capable self-starter side, you know, um, look around how many people, if not told precisely what to do, will just sit there and do nothing and aren't self-starters as, as a, as somebody who's risen in a company and has folks who work for them, maybe you manage them, or as somebody who owns their own business and has employees, don't you just, I mean, when when are you not hiring people like that? When are you not hiring people like that? And how do we produce people like that? Well, I think I've, I think we've been talking about it, haven't we? So if you have children, if you have grandchildren, if you if you know people with children, Get involved, help them become capable human beings, and you benefit the world. You benefit the world. Hope you enjoy the show. I'm back, man. We're going to come back next week with Eric, with Monica Eichmann and uh, talk about uh, raising kids, more about the struggles mothers go through. So if you know somebody who can benefit from the show, have them listen. Next week, 8 to 9, here again. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye-bye. 
Hello, I'd like to talk with you about financial coaching. Traditional financial planners help you make decisions about stocks, bonds, and mutual funds with money you already have. That's great, but who helps you accumulate more money in the first place? Who helps you make day-by-day life decisions? Who isn't trying to sell you something? Like, should I go back to school? Am I wasting money on insurance? How to purchase and finance a car, boat, home, lake cabin, or investment property? How to start, manage, and sell a business? It's about making minor errors that become colossal mistakes and cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. The problem is that you're so busy pursuing your career that you're forced to make critical financial decisions that have a dramatic long-term effect on your finances without adequate research or information. Rooker Financial Coaching is like having a personal CFO for every decision. Don't waste time lamenting the bad decisions of the past or money that's run through your fingertips. Stop procrastinating. Call Rooker Financial Coaching, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Call me today, Todd Rooker, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. This has been a paid program. The views expressed were not necessarily those of the management or ownership of KSTPAM 1500 ESPN.